0: Welcome to the podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the sex rap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the sex rap. You're here today with Spring and, of course, Andrew. And hey, everybody. Andrew, I was supposed to get to talk at the beginning. You wait until I finish talking to say Hello.
1: Oh, okay. I'll wait. (laughs) She's laughing. Hi, everybody. She's laughing. So,
0: we are super excited to talk today about one of our favorite shows that has a new season coming out.
1: Ah, Big Mouth! If you haven't watched Big Mouth, uh, it is everything that you've always wanted to hear and see about... Remember puberty and how great it was? No, because it's not great. (laughs) Um, And Big Mouth takes you through this really... I don't know. I love the show. It's on Netflix. It's irreverent. It's funny. Um, Dan Savage has talked about the lizard brain inside of your head that like pushes you to do sexy things. Um, and in Big Mouth, that lizard brain is an actual horny puberty monster that pops out
0: and it is a hilarious show. Um, It is great because it talks about things that we need to talk about. It talks about puberty. It talks about hormones. It talks about developing sexuality and relationships, and these are the things we need to talk about more in our society, and so having a great way to get this conversation started is our favorite thing so season two just came out um about a week and a half ago two weeks ago now and it is fantastic so go check it out binge watch it that is our recommendation for any uh, stressful things that are happening in your life right now
1: any stressful things um <laughs> hey, uh, what is your horny mo- what does your horny monster look like spring
0: Oh, she's super cute. Um, she has like all dressed up and has on like high heels, uh, probably some pearls. You know, she's like done to a T for sure. Wow,
1: mine is like a <laughs> laying around in tidy whiteies, just telling me that I can relax a little bit and get it on. I don't <laughs> own a single pair of tidy whiteies for all of you who are not wondering and never would have asked that question. So.
0: <laughs> So, uh, speaking about relationships and (laughs) sharing things, uh, what is our question for today, Andrew?
1: So, um, we have a whole bunch of questions. I know they say this all the time, but we have a whole bunch of questions that are all about long-distance relationships. So, um, how can I make a long-distance relationship work? What can I do to be successful in a long-distance relationship Why should I lie? Why should I lie? Why should I long distance relationship? Um, So it's really focusing on a whole bunch of questions that uh, people have, you, our listeners have have sent in about, well, how can I make this crazy thing work?
0: Yeah. And what's really funny is that the answer, we we like to do the simple answer, right? The simple answer is that it's just the same as any relationship. It's going to be successful if you put energy into it.
1: Oh, I was going to say break (laughs) up.
0: Okay. You can pick which answer you want from us today, guys. (laughs) Oh,
1: no, no. It's all about talking, communication, rules. Like, welcome to the sex drive. Bye, everybody. Have a great (laughs) day. No. It's always Um, our answer. Uh, But long distance relationships are really tricky for people because we live in a world where all the relationships that we grow up around, the ones that we see, the ones in the media, the ones in our favorite shows, the ones that we see on social media, are all that really traditional most of the time to people who live close to each other or in the same house uh, doing the same kind of stuff that we're used to, but long distance relationships kind of pull that rug out from those expectations that the world has told us.
0: Yeah, and it's hard to do something well when you don't have a good model for it. Not that every relationship we see in our lives are necessarily good models, but um, it's likely that you do have some good models to follow. And it's harder to see the models of long distance relationships.
1: Right. Because it's not there in front of your face. It's not in the same living room. It's well what do they look like what would be a good model i've never i mean i've been in short-term long-distance relationships for like two weeks to four weeks that's not that's not really it's like an extended vacation so uh i mean we don't really have those kind of models but there is a lot of research and there's a lot of good information on how to help people um we know college students and high school students are, are moving on in the world and in all kinds of ways that sort of push them into these situations much more frequently than many other parts of the population.
0: Yeah, and I've been in a lot of long-distance relationships, actually. And um, I'm in one, yeah, and I'm in one now. And um, I actually had a friend say to me yesterday that she thought, my long distance relationship should be like a YouTube channel or something, because she was saying exactly what we're talking about, that she never sees examples of that. And she thinks people would be really interested in seeing how all these different strategies and all these different creative ways that you come up with to keep that connection going. And I think
1: it really is about keeping that connection going. Every relationship you ever inter- enter into requires work. Um, so you have to do time and you have to take energy and you have to take effort into making sure that relationship keeps going and makes sense. Um, and the dis- difference between these long distance relationships and these uh ones where the people are right in your life is the kind of energy and the kind of activity that you do with the other person. Um, So when you're in a long-distance relationship, there's all kinds of little things that get lost in the distance, Um, like little hugs, little cuddles, uh, pecks on the cheek, sitting on the couch next to the person, even if you're not talking to them, that kind of proximity, hearing someone breathe in the bed next to you, whatever it is. All of that goes away. And if you're in that relationship face to face, you don't necessarily realize that you're putting energy and time and effort into a million little interactions with the other person. Um, But if you want to have a successful long distance relationship, you have to translate all of that energy that you would normally spend and make sure you're still focusing in on that other person. right? So relationships take energy and effort and long distance relationships take additional energy and effort and then more focused as well.
0: And I think we also lose some of the big things. I don't want to um, kind of minimize that either. So some of the bigger things that we miss are on those days when you just need to drop everything and be there for someone. Um, You can't do that in a long distance relationship. And then sometimes when there's a big event that you want to be there with your partner or, You need to be there in person. Uh, Sometimes you can't always do that, either because of money or time or other commitments, or maybe it's midweek. And so there are these... Other things that do kind of make that a little more difficult. And so when we're talking about focusing this energy, it's I think it's even more important because not only do you need to kind of uh, put that energy into all these little things, but you need to build up some reserve of that energy for when uh, you can't be there in person when you feel like you really, really, really want or need to.
1: Right, like if you have an anniversary or a birthday or that wretched holiday Valentine's <laughs> Day that people think is a good thing. Oh, But I mean, part of the navigating that long distance relationship is having good enough communication so that if you miss one of those events face to face, you don't miss out on it completely. So you can do something at a distance. And then, I mean, I think one of the the, the biggest recommendations that comes up is to make sure that you schedule and plan face to face time, make something to look forward to. So yeah, if I miss your birthday this month, next month when we get to see each other, we're still going to celebrate you and your birthday completely. Like have that goal in mind um, and just put it off. Like you have, I mean, you can still have a ton of fun celebrating you on a different day.
0: I mean, I think we should always be celebrating each other. And yes.
1: (laughs) Um. I celebrated all of Spring's birthday month this year. Cause we're at a distance and I couldn't be there for her birthday and we're not dating. we got a lot of questions about that Or ask me anything <laughs> like,
0: uh, the, what? that was maybe the um, funniest question we got.
1: <laughs> no, But I celebrated spring for a whole month at a distance just so she would know that she'd loved, she was loved. Um, I don't, did we, did we talk about what I did yet for your birthday for our, lo- our long, our long distance know.
0: I don't know if we talked about that. So, um,
1: so if you, if you see pictures of spring, she has all of these crazy fun earrings, but she doesn't wear matched ones. So what I did is I wandered around for a couple months and I would buy individual, like I go to an art walk or an art installation or a little art store. And I'm like, I just want to buy one earring. Um, so I bought a, a 30 different individual earrings some of them were pairs but most of them were individuals and then one day a month in a rainbow colored cards with a little note I sent her like a different kind of happy birthday note now some of the earrings were hideous I don't think she'll ever wear them but they're still really funny (laughs) Uh, but that's how I celebrated our relationship long distance because I couldn't be there for her birthday this year.
0: And receiving things in the mail we all know is the best and so looking forward to mail every day for a month that was something for me was so exciting and i would rush home every day and we also learned a lot about the mail system and about how sometimes i would get nothing for a week and then get eight in one day
1: <laughs> and they were all like every day they were all postmarked at different mails which would... the important message here though is Apps are great, texting is great, messages are great, social media is great, Skype is great, FaceTime is great, but there's something incredibly special and like about that tactile gift when you get something in the mail and you get to read a handwritten little card and see a message. It doesn't even need to be a gift, but little things like that have a huge impact.
0: So um, so we're thinking about all these different ways that you can put energy into that relationship. And um, so another thing that we want to talk about is how to create time for each other when you are in those separate places. So creating um, specific dates and having set times that you're meeting your partner to have a date with them and setting up actual things to do on dates, not just Uh, FaceTime or not just talking, but actually um, creating shared experiences together, because that is a hallmark of good relationships is having these shared experiences. And so you have to create those in a little bit more creative way when you're in a long distance relationship, but there's still a lot of really fun things you can do together.
1: Like I have ideas, but what, what do you like to do since you, you're actually in one of these relationships? Right
0: um, now. So we have uh, three different kind of rotating date main ideas uh so one of them is when we're both really tired we will just watch a movie together so we'll choose a movie on netflix together and then we count down and we start it at the same time and if one of us needs to get up we'll pause it at the same time and uh and just like we were sitting next to each other on the couch we set up our phones so we can see each other so we're looking back and forth between the movie and each other and we are um watching a movie together and talking in between just like I would at any time. Yes, I know. I'm one of those annoying movie talkers. Uh, But you could guess that based on how much Andrew and I like to talk, I think. (laughs) Um, Our second rotating thing is uh, cooking something together. We like to make cookies. So we'll choose a cookie recipe and then put each ingredient in at the same time where we're actually going through the recipe in the exact same time together, mixing it until they look the same, um, putting the cookies in the oven at the same time. It's also great because when we are doing that, we, um, can, actually have a check for when the cookies are supposed to come out because I always forget to take them out. And if we're actually timing them at the same time, then that's an extra little reminder. And then we save a couple of the cookies that we make, uh, put them in a plastic bag in the freezer, and then we give them to each other and share them and eat them the next time we see each other. So not only was it a thing that we did together, but then we actually uh, get to eat them and see the benefits of them together.
1: Uh I think I'm like gonna throw up from the level of sweetness. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh god. I don't think I, I don't think I could handle that kind of long dessert. I was thinking I have- like make pasta together more. make a salad together <laughs> but but no you take it all and then we save the cookies so we can <laughs> eat our shared experience separate together oh my it's god it's so great no it is um... great i'm not making fun of spring it's just it is way beyond my level of Trent like distance romance cookie baking saving up <laughs> oh my goodness
0: um wait, number three. okay wait we have one more yes uh we also do crafts together uh so we'll like find something that we want to make together and then uh, each go to the craft store collect things that we need and then uh sit there and physically make them together and then trade them like we give them to each other then also so um it yeah it's it's like finding these creative ways to really do things together and uh, and share them in as many facets of your life as possible. Like when we're actually then giving them to each other, then we have these physical reminders around our apartments as well.
1: Nice little tokens that this person and I are doing things and then you actually get to see it later in your actual space wherever you live that's really cool um you can do things like take walks with the other person too you can facetime yourself (laughs) like i'm
0: gonna give you some easy
1: ones (laughs) super i mean like anything at all that you would normally do with the other person you can still do the same thing with that person at a distance it just takes a little bit of work one of the cool things about all this technology in our lives is it makes these long distance relationships actually easier in, in many ways the technology is just sitting right there
0: One thing that um, I used to always do with my sister when I was living in Australia and she was in the U.S. and we couldn't see each other very often is we had weekly yoga dates where um, we would set up a time and I would teach her a yoga class. And that was so special, having that time together, uh, doing an activity together. Um, So, yeah, there are so many the options are endless really like and skype and facetime and any type of video chatting um, is so cool for that
1: um but i think it's also really important to say here uh when we're talking about it um you want to make sure that your communication is realistic and it's not overbearing sometimes when people enter into long distance relationships they're texting all the time they're calling all the time they're using apps they're on social media um and that's good up to a point But you want to make sure that you are not uh, there being overly possessive. You don't want to be overly clingy. You don't want to have unrealistic expectations of how much time you're actually going to spend with this other person. Um, So uh, the communication is important. The communication is great. You should have rules. Um, Once again, talk about how much you're going to communicate and what the expectations are. Um, And also, if someone's having a bad day or they're busy in their everyday life or something else is going on, you have to be able to give them a break, too. Um, You don't have to talk to that person every single day, um, if that's part of your rule set as well. Um, But one of the top reasons why people break up from long-distance relationships is because someone feels like they're being nagged or someone feels like the other partner is being way too clingy and possessive. Um, And very few people like clingy partners or feeling like their partner is particularly possessive, right? They want to feel loved and cherished. And there's a, there's a line that separates feeling loved and cherished than feeling clingy, possessive.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, I want to talk about, um, some of the positives of long-term relationships, but just on that kind of point about, being too clingy or being too um, involved, it is important to stay involved in the things that are around you and your friends and your family that are in the same place as you. And while you want to make time for this person that is living far away, you also want to keep putting relationship energy into these other relationships in your life. Um, and continue to do things in the place where you live and continue to go out and make plans with the people around you as well. So just like you don't want any relationship to be too isolating or take over or have too much energy. And the same is true for your long distance relationships. So um, yes, planning time for that person, but also making sure to plan time for the other people that are physically around you in your life.
1: Yeah, I have, a, I have a crazy story about that. Everyone wants to hear a story. Um, so uh, someone who I'm very close to, a family member, was at college. They uh, And they had a roommate, so it's not about them directly. But this roommate had a girlfriend from home. Um, and they had a long-distance relationship. She didn't go to college. He did. And it was this all-consuming relationship where all of the time was spent together. Uh, there would be jealousy issues if, like he would go out with his friends, or he would go study with a study group because he wasn't with her. Um, so there's some really, like there can be really great things with long distance relationships, but uh, you have to be really careful sometimes with those sort of instances where um, it kind of detracts from your everyday life, right? These relationships should be affirming and building up all of the various aspects of your life. Let's see, any other fu- I mean, this is a section. We should talk about sexy stuff too, right? Like, long-distance relationships don't mean no sex. Um, uh, We've talked a a bunch of times before about different things that you can do. We just talked about with apps how you can kind of let things simmer. And I think in a long-distance relationships, you can let things simmer until you have an explosive boil when you finally get together. Um, But you don't even have to wait to get together as well. There's lots of ways that you can have intimacy with this person you're in a long-distance relationship with, um, even if they're not there face-to-face.
0: And so I would like to talk. Yeah. Can we get to some of the good things about being in a long distance relationship?
1: Hey, Spring, what's good about being in a long distance (laughs) relationship?
0: Um, So I mean, one of the things that we were just talking about is you have to create this time in your life for somebody that's not there. And what that kind of allows you to do is actually um, really get to know this person over a little more time. You can't rush things in a long distance relationship, because it takes more planning, it takes more effort, and you're just not physically in the same place, which provides a lot of intimacy. And so one of the cool things about long distance relationships is I think that you really build this uh, depth of knowing someone over time, and you get to really put this quality energy into really getting to know someone and kind of really building the relationship?
1: Right. Uh, I mean, it's a different way of getting to know someone better. Um, And we talked about the million ways that you don't know that you're spending energy in day-to-day life if you're face-to-face. One of the things is you actually recognize the energy and you spend it in Sometimes more meaningful ways if someone's at a distance. Like you have to cherish all of those seconds and you make those seconds more purposeful at affirming and reaffirming the bond that you have. So there's a lot of nice parts of those relationships too.
0: Anything else that you really love about long distance relationships? I mean, I actually have a list. Here. Um, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot
1: of she's actually going into her bag and pulling out her journal. She's going to read us her list.
0: Uh yeah. No, I mean I do have a list because I it is actually hard to be in a long distance relationship. So um having reminding yourselves of the things that are actually cool and lovely about it, um, is good to remember. So uh I think that um, there's also a lot more anticipation and excitement around seeing somebody. And, you know, that old saying, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I mean, the, the truth to that is the anticipation and the buildup of when you actually do get to see your partner again. And it is actually really fun to look forward to something and to really relish in seeing somebody, which sometimes we take. Uh, for granted. When we see people more regularly, we don't um, get as much of that. So that's something that's really great. Um, I think that it also allows for a little more appreciation of the person when you're actually seeing them. And again, that sometimes that can get lost in our everyday life. And so that's something really nice to feel that appreciation for a partner um, going both ways. Um, you get to incorporate a lot more creative ways of expressing yourself. Um, another thing that I do in a long distance relationship is, um, we both have journals that we write in. Um, we don't write in them every day, but we write in things in them to each other. And then when we see each other, we trade the journals. Um, so it's another way to stay connected and another creative way of, um, expressing ourselves. And that's, it's really fun to like have, to get to be creative in that and to get to brainstorm like these different things that we can do to really stay connected. Um, And then thinking about what I said about that idea of um, having your own life and getting to remain independent in your life. I think that long-distance relationships actually add to that. Um, Sometimes when you're in a relationship and you get super excited, that new energy around a new person, you can spend so much time with them and invite them to everything that's happening in your life that um, you don't get enough space for your own activities and uh, things that you want to do independently. And I think that... Okay, Andrew has a lot of secret single behaviors that he loves to bring up. Uh... (laughs) But, yeah, you get to you get to still have your independence, and it, you get to develop this relationship in uh, in a pretty healthy way because you're kind of maintaining um, this independence in your life as well. Um, I think that you also get to there's maybe the option of um traveling together a little more. So one of the things is when, my long distance partner and I see each other, we um, sometimes just go to see each other, but sometimes we meet somewhere else. And um, that means that we're actually um, creating more exciting opportunities to see each other than we would normally do. Like if we lived in the same place, we wouldn't be going on little mini vacations together that often, Uh, but we are incorporating those in because sometimes it's easier or cheaper to go somewhere else than to go see each other. Um, So that's another advantage. I mean, I think I could, I could, I have, I have several of these, Andrew, I could go on forever. But I think uh, focusing on the things that you can find in a long distance relationship that help make it um, healthy or fun or exciting are is really great to do.
1: And I think the, the other the other like little addendum to what Spring is saying is all of the things that she's talking about are awesome. And think how great your relationships would be um, if people spent that energy on you. And you could actually do all of those things for someone who's in your day-to-day life, too. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Aww. All right. Um, I think we got to wrap this one up. Is there anything else, any final words or thoughts about long-distance relationships before we go?
0: Um, I... Yeah, I think just that um, consider them, like, don't um, let go of somebody that you really think is important or really cool, just because you don't live in the same place. And this day and age and all the technology we have, it's easier and easier to uh, make something real, even long distance.
1: Awesome. Uh, thanks for sharing all of your experiences To Spring. Um, I'm going to gush for a second now. Is that okay? We're at the period, everyone. Um, so we are at the end of the show. Um, and as you know, because Spring and I have talked about it a whole bunch of times, we were at the Sex Expo in Brooklyn just a couple weeks ago. And we got to interact and interface with a couple really cool people um, at the... Uh, I mean, there are all kinds of cool stuff, but one of the ones that really stood out to us that was fun, um, and we thought you would love to, um, we're not getting paid to say this, uh, we just got to chat with people, and we thought it was cool, um, it's emoji baiters. emoji baiters. So they're vibrators, but they're shaped like the cool emojis. Some of our old episodes, you know, we did, Spring and I played, and we're like, what do these emojis mean? Um, well, these emojis mean a good time shoulder massage?
0: Or wherever else you want to put the vibrator. <laughs>
1: but they're super super cute they're super fun the people who uh, own and run the company are great um, so a shout out to them if you want to check them out you can go to emojibatercom that's e-m-o-j-i-b-a-t-o-r.com. Um, they're also all over social media if you just type Emojibator you can find them on Facegram, Insta, Facebook Insta, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook Instagram and Twitter as well um, they gave me a cute little sample that I have in my office now it says like super soft cute little eggplant vibrator um, we have a discount code for you as well Uh, you get 10% off anything that you order um, and it's the sex wrap
0: So you can either put the code, the sex wrap in their checkout, uh, for 10% off. Um, or we'll also give you a direct link. That's the emoji slash discount slash the sex wrap. Uh, so either way you can get to that 10% off code and that is good through January 1st, 2019. So you've got a few months if you're looking for a cool Christmas gift for a partner long distance or in your life, this could be it.
1: Oh, you made it super cute. Okay. So thanks for listening, everybody. We love tiding with you. If you have any questions at all, you can uh reach us um via email. We're the sexrap at gmail.com. That's rap with the w. Um we we have a phone number. It's 413 IRAp. 413 Oh my god. Wait, 413 IRAp it. There I we go. It. Um yeah. I couldn't remember my phone number for a second. Uh we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter at the SexRap, but whatever you do, just wrap us. Just wrap us.
0: Bye, everybody. <laughs>